Welcome to the Reroll Gaming Podcast, where I, Tanner Prentice, guide five of my closest friends through an original adventure playing the tabletop role-playing game Pathfinder 2nd Edition. In the world of Rell, five strangers brought together a resistance under the shadow of the Blackreach Empire. Until everything changed. A villain and former lover named Hogoth fractured the planes of existence, ushering in an endless night and an era of undeath. All in the name of an undying dragon, Zarox. Now, the fate of Rel is left to these five adventurers. My name is Ayla, and I play Bo Cantrell, a fallen Asimar and cleric, with Cosmios, the god of fate, as my deity. Hi, my name is Zane, and I play Cinder Lafayette, the halfling investigator with a dicey past. My name is Octavia and I play Starlet Moonbow. Star, as she's better known by her companions, is on a mission to save her true love, Faya, from the Maiden of Spiders. Hi, my name is Latara, and I play Kiarin Nimone the Sadistic, the Dolel champion of Emin, who yearns for that redemption that is so far out of her reach. I'm Brendan Geyer. And I am Frost your new favorite kobold barbarian. Honor-bound to protect and serve Grat's party. And oath-bound to finish its mission. These five heroes are the last best hope to save Rel. But can they overcome this darkness that spreads under the shattered sky? Find out now on the Reroll Gaming Podcast. So anyway, this uh, lady came in and she was like an older woman Um, and she had talked to like four different people before I was able to talk to her and she was asking me about an iPad and she was like, well, my kid told me or my grandkid told me that she wanted my iPad when I was done with it. Why would she want my iPad? I was like. I, I don't know. Really weird Did you question. ask her? And she was like, well, what's the benefit of her having it? And I was like, I don't know. Did you <laughs> ask her? the philosophy of um, iPad ownership. Plus one iPads. Well, and it's like, you know, I'm, I don't, I feel like I look like I'm outside of high school at least at this point in my life. And she's like, well, it's like a, it'd be an elementary to high school year or like aged child. I was like, I, dude, I don't know. I don't know, like, how... I barely know how to converse with them, and I have some of them that are co-workers. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> like, does she not don't know let her if have her it under any circumstances. In the only thing that... or high school? Yeah. No, I don't... mean? I don't elementary know how... to high school aged? I don't know how this she's woman even got to the anywhere between five and, and 18. <laughs> well, but here... So, <laughs> the even better part is that I was writing down prices for her on a sticky note... We continued having our conversation and like five minutes into it, she looks down at the sticky note and she's like, whose handwriting is that? I didn't write that. She's got the like, what? Where yeah, are whoa, I what like, the fuck? Dude, where do you have a caretaker? Did you really like dead ass you got in like a three thousand pound car and drove here on the road with other people? <laughs> I what also, the that's fuck? scary. I really yeah. like how you're like sliding like a sticky note of prices like I think you'll find this offer very mm-hmm. intriguing. Yeah. It's double it the price because you're pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> this, that just like reminds me of the woman that I work with that um, she, like we have the sewer district like we, we do a lot of billing and stuff for them. So like she's like 
kind of the bane of my existence because she's just mm-hmm. like constantly working against me and making things really really difficult and sending me love that, yeah. sending me like emails with like 10 different fonts and 10 different sizes oh, God. and like and, or just sending me a blank one with just a question in the header in the subject and i'm like what is this <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> no, stop <laughs> okay well see i forgot another part of the story um there's, there's just one last part I was confused, so I was trying to, like, ask very clear questions. And, I mean, I may have sounded a little annoyed, but I was not by any means being, like, rude with this lady or mean. Somebody else, like, next to us in the customer service line, this other older lady, not quite as old, but still a huge bitch, um, she started crying because I was apparently <laughs> being rude to this lady that I was talking to. What the and hell she told, is happening? Like, our newest supervisor guy, he, she was like... She's like, that woman could be my grandmother. And it's like, dude, it, she is someone's grandma. And if my grandma came in acting crazy like this, I would talk to her the same way. Get your fucking um, grandma's grandma here. And, bro, like, and she was like, you, these kids here are just so rude. They don't know how to do anything. And this was after she had talked to um, like one of my friends. Um, he's like this Mexican guy. It's only relevant because we're in Texas and people here are awful. Um, right. And she didn't believe him that we didn't have something. And she kept asking him to check for it. And then she went and asked four other people about it. So she was like, you kids here just don't know how to do anything. And the supervisor was like, I I was listening to that conversation. She was fine. Like, I don't I don't know what you want me to do. And then he walked away. <laughs> just. It's been a mess. It's really fun to work where I work. Um, I remember when I was working in food service, I was helping out an older lady who was who had like an Eastern European accent. And I, well, I wasn't helping her, but one of my coworkers was who was Hispanic. And he was, you know, born and raised here. He doesn't have an accent or anything, but this lady has an accent. And Roger was like, I'm sorry, what? And then she like, really aggressively like spoke slowly like do you even know how to speak english and it's like you literally have an accent what are you talking about like that's, if there's that's... any communication issues it's from russia yes, Tanner, but transylvania or wherever you are even funnier to me because here like this lady i think just didn't like me it wasn't the same woman it was a different one but she was being super rude so somebody else helped her out and she leaned over to the guy. I'm pretty sure it's the guy who gives me my piercings, um, which is even more hilarious. If you saw him, you would understand why. Um, but she was like, I could hardly understand that girl better than those uh, Pacific Islander people or something. And I think she was talking about like she was trying to say some other region. She just didn't know what the fuck she was talking about. And I think I have a pretty like common accent that's not hard to understand i she just didn't like me that was it so she was insulting how i speak do you have like, are you accent? good no. i like I don't a, think a so. washingtonian accent or something we do but I yeah think it's not I don't super know. yeah it goes back and I forth mean, some days i feel extra texas about it so i i refuse to say fixing to though i, I can't do it I'll say y'all though, all fucking day and night. Oh, same. I do that. I'm like, y'all want to play some games? Yeah. Y'all fixing to get out of here? I don't know why, but y'all just. It's a better phrase because it is non gendered. Also, um, I remember I was talking to my Texan coworkers and I was like, yeah, I remember this girl told me that she could tell I wasn't from here because I enunciate my words real well. And um, she had a really thick accent. And I was like, yeah, I just don't say the words like you all do. And he was like, 
say it correctly. I was like, I don't say the words like y'all do. <laughs> <laughs> don't disrespect my culture. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. That's the whole story. Thank you whole for story. listening to this episode of the Reroll Podcast. <laughs> Just me bitching uh, about my work life. People are awful. I remember working in customer service. What a nightmare. Uh, now you hide in an office. Now like I hide in the back <laughs> like of a scenario. coward. Like a coward. <laughs> and I go out and try to put my hair in front of my name tag. Oh, and yeah. I walk around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my name's... I don't have to wear an apron. James. <laughs> <laughs> I'm letting... It's your attempt to get them to talk to somebody else by <laughs> using somebody else's name. Like, okay, well, where's the milk? <laughs> I'm James. Podcast. Oh, did you guys hear that? I heard I saw my Discord light up when I farted. <laughs> Go push it out quick. I, it might just be gas. Damn. I'm gonna save this for the podcast. They see their women sure. giving birth. I can I can see my fart on the wavelength. I'm proud <laughs> of myself. Good for you. It's like catching You'll a big do. fish. I think you should um like turn the volume up on it and do the reverb as well. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Reverb and make it extra crunchy sounding. Crisp what if I auto tune it? Yeah, <laughs> be good too. No, no. Guys, left off. We'll pick we'll, where we're gonna pick up is essentially like you all are going to be in this. Y'all, you mean y'all are going to be <laughs> in this uh, sort of abandoned tavern with this old dwarf ranger. And for the first time in a long time, you guys have a moment to rest. I mean, I I sincerely do not remember. The last time you guys rest is yeah, when Flint Yarn's left. crashing as soon mm-hmm. as she can. <laughs> yeah. I'm still drained, yep. too. Bo's probably four. barely conscious. Yeah. And bloodless or something, right? Um, I mean, that's just what drain does, so. Oh. Uh, we've removed all the blood in your body for better circulation. Bo's gonna have one beer and be just fucking blitz. <laughs> Crash Slammer. is gonna be like, oh, can I tell you my story now? And we're all like, yeah. <laughs> no, dude, get out of here. <laughs> I, would, I could use a nap because I'm feeling a little bitchy right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't slept since some my nappies friend and some died. snackies. Okay, yeah. All right. Did all you guys level up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. For the narrative, we are going to assume this level up will happen after you take your rest. So, don't rush out and start a fight in the mountains. I mean, you can if you want, but whatever. I'm gonna go punch. I'm gonna go punch this frost bitch right in the face. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Suss okay. him up. Actually, I'm also new to this group too, so never mind. <laughs> Yeah, you kind of... Well, you just... Yeah, you want to make it clear that you're not the newest person, though. (laughs) Right. (laughs) These are my friends, you weird little little lizard man. I've known them for violently hazing him. Like, ten years from now, that four hours still fucking just matters. (laughs) Oh, you want to turn with the frat paddle? And everybody's like, what the fuck is with this chick? (laughs) Did you you bring that? (laughs) Um, I was, the, I don't, I think we might've said, like said that off air last time too, but actually, yeah, I hadn't even thought about the fact that Bo and Star are the only two people from the original group that we started this show with. I know. Left yeah. in this group. Yeah. It's kind of fucking weird. It's wild. It's, it's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty wild. So level eight, did anybody get anything particularly interesting you'd like to share or do you want it to just 
be either a feat you forget to use or something that comes out in in play here. I will share mine because I will forget to use it if I don't. Okay. That's how I feel too. Hold yourself accountable. Yeah. I get um, everyone get mad at me for forgetting. I mean yelling at us, but I won't be able to hear you. Fair. I'm I'm too dumb. I can't. It don't work. Uh let's see. I got a class feat called Gang Up, um, which means <laughs> oh. that me and my allies, when we are like uh, within, I think it's like five feet of an opponent, um, we're like automatically flanking, which means that they are, what is, it's not Flat off food. balance, off it's not guard. off balance, off guard, off guard. Okay. which means they are off guard um, for all of us. And I believe that's. As long as I'm somewhere in the mix of that, everybody gets they are off guard for everybody. Um, that's so that's rad. pretty cool. Yeah, really, um, means I really get to useful. use my sneak attack more because I don't even remember the last fucking time I did that. Um, yeah, that's pretty. This, like the regular rules apply still, but um, aside from just we don't have to be like flanking front and back; they can just be within our range or like How does... melee. Yep. How does sneak attack work in Pathfinder? If the target is off guard, you get to add your precision damage. Okay, gotcha. Stink attack. That's uh, Bo's fart cloud. Fart. Stink, yeah. stink attack. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, canically, Bo has saved all of you with the power of her fart. Yeah. Oh, so it's also, his? It's, his part. It's also confusing because it probably doesn't stink. It's not an attack, and it also, yeah, doesn't actually hurt anybody. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I do like those... to think that it makes a fart noise, though. Yeah, right. like reverb <laughs> fart. Um, okay, the other one that I got is just, it's combat climber, which means that I am allowed to fight as I climb, um, and I'm not off guard while climbing. Uh, I can climb with one hand occupied, but I still have to use the other and both legs to climb. But still, I can be like, eh, leave me oh, alone. That's kind of cool. <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, off guard is a remastered term that for what used to be flat footed. Thank you. Right. Latar. Educational moment. Yeah. This is your educational moment with Latar. <laughs> you get one per 100 episodes, so just say it's not going to happen again for a while. It won't happen again. <laughs> and we cannot guarantee the. Uh, authenticity validity. or validity yeah. of these comments. Right. We also can't guarantee that the entirety of the time between those 100 episodes won't completely like undo any beneficial like effects you get from listening to this. We also so probably can't worse off. guarantee that you won't find anything at that Denny's that we mentioned a handful Stop of mentioning times. It. Oh, Don't my mention bad. the Denny's I, I didn't. by 90 in Eastern Washington. <laughs> Specifically the northwest corner of the parking lot. Don't mention that. <laughs> We need, we need to go put a fucking re-roll sticker there or something. <laughs> that would be so <laughs> fucking should. funny. <laughs> we should. That would put be the, just a little Delta or a Green plaque. symbol. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, Delta That'd Green be cool. would be good, too. Be cool. that would, I feel like that would fit it more. Mm -hmm. uh, I got something cool. I got spells. Spells? Like actual spell slots. So that's... I uh, dipped a little bit more into my sorcerer dedication. Now I have nice. one... Spell rank one, one rank two, and one rank three. Those spell levels? Yeah. Cool. Excellent. Um, Just to reiterate, we are level eight. So that's where we're at. Um, And I got... I got um a class feat that's restorative channel, 
So, um, I can, instead of, like, healing, I can basically, like, cleanse affliction, clear mind, sound, body, or sure footing, which is, doesn't sound like really anything, but, um, it's, like, to, I can heighten it and, like, try to remove curses or afflictions, and I can get as specific as I kind of want, which is cool, so I can, like, try to, it seems like a pretty flexible ability, so I can be able to, like, help you guys out, which is cool. Um... And then I also got a skill feat, which is consult the spirits, which it kind of, we were talking about it earlier, and it kind of reminds me of what Groth could do. I can't remember what it was called, but it was Psychometric like... Psychometric resonance. Yeah, that. It kind of reminds me uh, of that. Yeah. But I can use my religion to be able to kind of seek out spirits in the area and ask <clears throat> questions. And so I'm excited for that to happen at some point. Oh, well, it's like your character from Blades in the Dark. Yeah. Oh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Except I think this is a little more beneficial, I guess. In, unless and also I'm using my religion and not like occultism, which you can do, which is also cool. But yeah. Cool. Right on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I took uh, I took something cool that you're going to find out about it. Well, I guess, Tanner, you can see my character sheet, can't you? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. But I'm yeah. not. Looking I'm depth, refusing to look at it. Yeah, I won't look <laughs> at it. You can't make me. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I didn't have any skill feats that I really gave a shit about, but uh, yeah, I got, I, got, I got some fun for the next combat we get into. Okay. I'll put it that way. What about you, Cinder? Keeping your cards close to your chest? <laughs> um. Well, it's funny just because like this whole investigator class is like very there's a lot of depth to it and whoever whoever made this class for pathfinder definitely had a lot bigger grander ideas with it than i did because the investigation mechanics in this game are very very rich um mm-hmm. yeah that, I, so i'm trying to strike a balance between that and actually maybe being like partially not like necessarily useful in combat in the sense that i'm gonna be killing a lot of like enemies but just also just kind of like helping tactically and like kind of buffing the rest of the party um but yeah so i just i i can see uh what is it it's, it's actually also really complicated um it's a blind fight so i can like basically have a better idea of where hidden or concealed enemies might be oh hell yeah um and then also with my skill increases level i'm now a master in diplomacy and intimidation Ooh. which is gonna be kind of fun Ooh. You get skill increases <laughs> i did for level eight nice might be a Probably a class like, thing. Yeah, it might be yeah, a yeah. investigator thing or something. Yeah, I get I get one every level, it looks like. Interesting. Yeah, Jesus Christ. You're a skill skill jockey for sure. I love it. It's it's super fun. I'm completely useless in combat, but also there's ways that that's gonna play in, in the story too. So yeah. that's it's only gonna be make things more interesting. All right. Where we find ourselves now. The five of you, Beau Cantrell, Cinder Lafayette, Kiaran Nimone, Starlet Moonbow, and Frost. No Let's, family name. Yeah, Frost no Rogers. Frost Fietti. No. <laughs> <laughs> you are sitting in this grayish, dark, abandoned tavern. A few crates of 
dwarven bottled ale have been offered up and are uh, strewn about, rather. This place is empty, where it used to be lively, and you can tell that just from being in here, Cinder, of course, from your knowledge of history of what what used to be old Nan's place. But now it's covered in snow that blows in every time the door opens. There's a fire in the hearth, but it does little to shake the chill off of your bones. And this is the first time you guys have rested since lo- since losing both Flint and Groth. Yeah, it's been a long couple of days, hasn't it? Shit. It has been... It has been a, a very I mean, long day. Yeah, yeah Sashin's probably rolling in. Sashin's probably rolling in. What's everybody's a, character's mindset right now? What are you thinking? I have a clarifying question that I meant to ask you off air. Um, I have it in Cinder's backstory that she's been in Bronze Hammer for about three years. Does that jive with what you got going on on your end? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, cool. And I think with that, Cinder, this might even hit you a little bit rougher because not too long ago, this was a a place of joy and respite. A, yeah. a place that had wormed its way into dwarven culture and history books and tales. But now it is nothing more than an occupied military defense. A good way to think of it almost is like Osgiliath in Lord of the Rings. Like the city between Gondor and Mordor. It's just become what it once was. Yeah, exactly. It once was lively and and full of commerce and, and things of the sort. But now it's just just meant for defense of the city. Militaristic. I think, uh, yeah, I think Cinder's probably sitting across from Bo, maybe, at the bar, and they're just, like, sharing an ale together. Kind of, again, not really having a whole lot of downtime to actually get to know each other until now, because nobody's really been had, had the opportunity to rest, and she'll just kind of, like, say, maybe even, like, more so to herself, um, in between sips of this ale, just look over in the corner and just say, I won my first game of Liar's Dice over there in that booth. thought my luck was on an upturn at that point. Suppose not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, who are you talking to? Oh, Bo. Bo. <laughs> partially to herself, but also partially to Bo. Bo's just letting the space to let you go through whatever you're going through and talk, like, just, yeah, just giving the space for you to sure. kind of talk to yourself and listen to what you have to say. Like, what no, do you no, say no, to that? Kind of I don't really know. Yeah, to... That's kind of the long and short of it. It's just pessimistic uh, musings, I guess. But I was like looking around like, who the fuck are you talking? <laughs> <laughs> so you have a gambling Trying to determine problem. if it's appropriate to walk away or not, because you're not sure if you're actually a part of this conversation. 
Yeah, it just like gets up and like turns back to you and looks at you, see if you seem to notice and gets up and it just keeps kind of walking away and looking back to <laughs> well, see. Well, she doesn't. She doesn't notice. She's lost her <laughs> She's like, okay, thoughts. goodbye. I have a bathroom. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, like, uh, I don't know. I guess maybe you could probably tell from this, too. Like, it's kind of hard to, like, I don't know. Cinder just seems like she's kind of waiting for something. Maybe, like, a little anxious. Um, I mean, if it seems to be kind of just, you know, you're kind of, like, sitting this sadness and anxiousness, Bo would probably, you know, pipe up and say, um... You know, I've never played Liar's Dice. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Maybe you could teach me. Maybe your luck will look up a little. And she laughs and just says, it's mostly a game of deception. I can't say that I think I'll be able to beat you, but I think it'd be fun to learn. Well... Let me see if I can scrounge up some dice. And she hops off of her stool and kind of starts poking around the bar. I think Frost will jump in and help you out. After a few moments, you guys find a dusty old tin of dice made out of some sort of bone. Okay. Yeah, I mean, she's just going to take a little bit and gather those things and count them out and make sure there's enough dice there for a couple people want to play, but that's what she's doing now for the time being. Uh, I think Kiaran just kind of walks by and glances at everyone and is like, I'm exhausted. I'm going to get some rest and you guys probably should too. And then she's going to wander up. Is there an upstairs, I'm assuming, of yep. rooms? Yep. Um, looking for a place where she can have a moment to herself before going to sleep. Let's out a massive fart. <laughs> no. And then chooses that another time. <laughs> yeah, that's noble of you, Kiara, and I commend you for that. <laughs> yeah, uh, th there are <laughs> a dozen unoccupied rooms up here, so you're more than welcome to grab any of them. Okay. Uh, She'll go in and set down her pack and pull out the rhyme of the Redeemer and just kind of look at it. And then uh, she's going to say, I've uh, failed one of my friends, and now I've lost another. I can hope that he's not dead. We don't have a body. But my real hope is that you're watching after him. If anyone embodies redemption, it was Groth. He's walked that path for a while. Keep an eye on him. And then she's gonna lay down. Star, what are you doing in this cold and dreary evening? I think Star's probably found a corner to hole up in or a booth or whatever might be available and I think she's sitting kind of um, with her feet sort of up in front of her holding onto her knees um, I think she's probably just got a 
blank stare on. She's trying to process everything that has happened in the last 24 hours, but it's it's a lot. All right. I think uh, just really quick the flavor thing. I think uh, Frost will walk over to the the table that it looked like Cinder pointed at, and kind of run his hand over it. Say, so, uh, his table, yes. She'll nod at you. I was seated at this very table on a diplomatic mission. Never did see the inside of the city, but I always wanted to. If you who aren't dwarves never see the inside of the city before all this happened, even fewer still, I count myself one of the lucky ones to have ever seen the inside of its gates. But, if I have my way, we'll all be inside its walls soon. And you can maybe sense a hint of frustration in her voice. I understand their skepticism. This is the time for it. I don't know, you spend all this time pushing away those around you be surprised how many allies you can lose how many people you can push away that just want to help but it's out of my control where are you from if I may ask uh the town where I was born does not matter it went up in flames when I was a young child that's when I learned that dragons are the most powerful thing in this world. They're more powerful than magic, more powerful than death. I spent uh, spent most of my time working in Blackreach. I was a bodyguard to Razka. An ambassador from the Cobalt Embassy down there. Seems you are a man of the world, then. And I think few would... Few would argue with you on the point about the dragons. They are something to be... Revered. Or feared. Sometimes both. I didn't see it, but I definitely heard it while I was stuck in that shed. It sounded like it was going to tear down the peaks of the Kravnox just from its voice. Ah, Harunox, yes. He is the subject of many, many tales. That was enough dragons for me for one life. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Let's see what these dice have in store for us. Yeah, she'll slap some cups down on the table along with the dice and kind of yell out to the room. Just, well, we can't shake off the cold with this fire, but maybe we can have some fun all the same. Anybody up for a round? Bo will, like, scooch in. I think Star's gonna try to 
sit this one out. She's not into it. Has, um... I'm just trying to think if, uh... Cinder has even caught Star's name at this point. Because we haven't even really had, like, introductions I yet. Really. Yeah, I don't think so, like... <laughs> I mean, usually you might Star's... Have, like, I don't know. Usually Star's really outspoken and, like, very, like... like I mean, I've told a couple of people my name along the way. You might have heard me say it, but... Yeah, you might have heard her I referred mean, or anything. Or something like didn't. that, like, referred to as Star. More so specifically, I think Cinder would be more, like, just her full name. Yeah, you're Star looking for, like, a thing, recall Star, knowledge sort of deal. Yeah, Starlet Moonbow yeah. is, like, a relatively well-known name, right? At Depending least in some parts of the world. Yeah. 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 Okay, well that that can come up when it comes up. Okay. Yes, well, here, let me let me wreck on here. I think star right in the face. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go fuck everybody. I'm going to start with Kiaran and end with Frast. <laughs> you know what? So you I got two a lot get of ready. feelings and I'm just going to fuck my yeah, way I'm through just, them. Yeah. No, I meant fuck up, not not oh, that way. Uh, well, yeah. we'll see we'll see how the night goes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it might turn into that. Yeah. <laughs> you come upstairs and kick the door open to Kiara's room and she's like, "Ah, finally." <laughs> it's like Baldur's Gate. She's Stop got like the Yankee like really thin <laughs> literally like <laughs> Oh, fuck, that's funny. No, um yeah. she's I think hearing that this is going on, the kind of like ringing in her ears and that like, you know, that stare that sometimes, like, I don't know, I get it a lot where I'm just staring and everything's kind of blurred out, like nothing is yeah, really, yeah, stare. yeah, that kind of deal. I think she kind of hears this and tries to shake off her like shroud of guilt and it's just like, I don't want to do this right now. And I think uh, hearing this, she'll wander over to your table. And uh, plop down and say, what game are we playing? I think Cinder trying to take the opportunity to sort of like shake off her own, you know, shroud of despair will kind of perk up and just say, uh, gentlemen, the game is Liar's Dice. And then she'll explain the rules of the game because Zane doesn't actually know how Liar's Dice works. <laughs> take it away, it's basically, <laughs> it's basically bluffing. It's like um, you shake a bunch of dice in a cup, slam them down, peek at them. And then you like are upping the ante. If somebody says, "Oh, I have two fours," you'd be like, "Well, I have three fours. And then if they call bullshit on you, and you are, turn out to be lying, then you lose. But yeah, it's basically like pushing the odds so hard that people start bluffing potentially, and then calling him out on it. Mm -hmm. So hmm. I don't know. It'd be a game of like if we wanted to, you can actually play Liar's Dice. Obviously, because we all have dice, but that'll take two episodes. Yeah. Um, so if, if we want, I mean. I mean, we should probably. I'd argue deception, like even a, though I'm yeah. really good at deception, but it's up to you guys. I mean, deception sounds like what I would say. Yeah, and if makes you sense were to me. like, yeah, it sounds like a game that you'd be good at, and that's kind of like something you're good at, so I feel like that makes sense. Is um, is Star drinking? I mean, if it's available, fuck yeah, Star's drinking. Because I was gonna say, if she doesn't have a drink in her hand, uh, Cinder will put one in it. And yeah, you pull out this dark brown bottle that's stamped with this. Uh, pick cross with a hammer. It's the logo of the Iron Dwarven, Dwarf, Iron Dwarven Trading Company. Uh, this is one of their exports, and it says Brunsholtz Brew. A yeah, drink slide it over. for the working dwarf. <laughs> I don't think any of us here are workers or dwarves, but 
all the same, I think I'll partake. And she pops one open, and then maybe slides one over to Star, too, and says, uh, Careful. Kicks like a mule. I think Star will kind of have her hand out, waiting to catch it. Um, and she'll she'll look over at you, um, clearly exhausted, but still, like, small smile. Gods, you might be my favorite person right now. <laughs> she tries to slide it across the table all cool, but it just, it like, falls over immediately and spills everywhere. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I hate you, and everything you stand for, you will die by my hand. <laughs> Where's Flint, you bitch? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, she, she will give you, like, a her her best attempt at a warm smile, which is actually probably pretty convincing. She's 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 pretty good at putting on it. <laughs> she's papers. deceptive. Yeah, <laughs> it's a deceptive. Yeah, it's a deceptively warm smile. It's actually quite cold. Yeah. Okay. Each of you get a cup. Take a set of six-sided dice. Shake them back and forth in your hand, and boom, throw the cup upside down on the table. Everybody give me a deception check. Deception? Just because... A deception check. <laughs> and just because I don't know the rules, we're just going to keep it to a simple de- deception for who wins. <laughs> Loser has pretty to much drink. Like you- it's pretty much like you yeah. have to call like, oh yeah, I'm I'm over ten or below ten or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, it's People it's to, weird. It's like it's basically bullshit. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. It's very. I think it actually might be the same game. Okay. How are we doing this? Uh, Bo, what'd you get? <laughs> A ten. Cinder, what'd you get? <laughs> is it in the spirit of the game to tell you that? I rolled a 36, but actually I got an 18, but we go with the 36 because I'm being deceptive. No. <laughs> okay, 18. Frost, what'd you get? I got a 15. I think I sneeze as I say, snake eyes. There's like snakes? Not a tell. Not a tell. Not a tell. <laughs> not a tell. <laughs> Fuck, not a tell. No snakes. Uh, okay, and Star, what'd you get? This makes me want to know what everyone's tell is, like what they do. <laughs> Natural one? (laughs) I I rolled a three and I won. (laughs) I rolled a five and I lost you. (laughs) It's 16. (laughs) It's the total 16? Well, yeah, the total 16. I think, I think to, yeah, I think to uh, Cinder's surprise, even though she's really off her game, she somehow still like out you know, out bluffed everybody. It turns to star and she's asleep on the table. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever it's supposed to <laughs> be fucking punched me in the head. Whenever it's supposed turn to do the to shake the dice and peek, he keeps actually reading out loud. Whoa, seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. I'm going to tell him I have a six. <laughs> Shit. I think, um, Don't I think it's crazy. actually, I think it's it's uh, it's throwing Cinder off to like how surprising it is to read Star, even though she's like uh, <laughs> really reserved right now. She's trying to see if you're if you're trying to like basically like simulate a tell or something like that. She's like no, overthinking just fucking it. Stupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what she's if been she hit in the head one too many times in the last few days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're all like. Borderline hypothermic and starved <laughs> yeah. and bloodless. So Bo has just... no blood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what yeah, a Bo's game. like loopy. Yeah. So. <laughs> Bo, what do you got? 
I think there's five dice in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps trying to drink, drink out of this. Wait, wait. Yeah. I see two. <laughs> I, maybe four. Every I, time he lies, he has like a giggle fit, and it's like ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You guys play a couple of rounds of Liar's Dice. Maybe have a bottle or two of this Brunsholt brew. But time passes on and it starts to get quite late and you are very exhausted. Is there anything anybody would like to do before I assume you all take a rest? Cinder's anxiously awaiting uh, Edwin's potential return. And one thing I think you will note is that the path in and out of the city is not always open, hence the existence of this town. So usually after a point at night, the ferry stops running. In fact, you would know the lift stops running. Oh, there's like a actual like physical barrier. What about Uber though? In the gate. Yes. Does, yeah, does Uber still? Uber. I, I know take, the ferry like, and lift are closed down, but like it is surge pricing. It is. Just I would take impossible. an UberX even if it if I had to. It's impossible. <laughs> or like a. Uh, the wait time is mean, thirty like minutes, and it's going to be three hundred gold. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's going to try to talk to you the entire time yeah. too. It's going to be a miserable experience. He might try to kiss you if you're if you're like acting a little too rowdy. <laughs> hey, calm down. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> <laughs> what? I didn't. I didn't. What? <laughs> but really, uh, geographically, is it like a ravine or something that like you have to cross to get to the main gates? No, it is. Uh, you can see the front door here. Uh, in fact, I could tell all of you this massive, probably three-story bronze door lurks in the mountainside at the other end of town. Okay. And you'll see it up close Wait. when you uh, go into town too. Um, right. But going into that door, uh, you would know it uh, opens up to this long stone hallway that's very ancient, and you have to talk to Yig, the liftmaster, who controls the entrance solely in and out of the city. Okay. And yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible. It's like very stoutly locked down right now, right? Yeah. Like, they don't just... There's no point that... Because my point is, is, if Cinder can get in, she's going to get in, but unless she's actually physically stopped from going through the front gates, then yeah, she's waiting for Edwin to come back. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to. Okay, cool. Um, With our level up, could I do any of the new things that I can? You will have to wait until morning. Okay, good to know. Yeah, I think Frost would just have like a nightly ritual of uh, just kind of placing his his great axe across his lap and meditating for like a half hour, mm. just kind of connecting to his weapon because he had better. Otherwise, he's gonna fucking die trying to swing it. Yeah, I actually, I actually like just having a glimpse into all of your sort of personal routines, especially now after so much has happened. We saw a little bit of Kiarans and we saw some from Frost, but once the door behind you is closed and you're by yourself, what happens? Do you, do you just collapse from exhaustion? Actually, I will say Frost Frost would offer to well, like, 
he would definitely take a shift watching in the early part of the night so that the people he can obviously see are super fucking exhausted can just crash the hell out and not have to worry about it you also um, have the rangers even though we're watch not. throughout the whole night too so keep that in mind if you want to totally fine that's true but, uh or i'll say that like frost might sleep right next to the door or something so that if somebody comes in he can he can kind of face with them interface with them sure without having to wake anybody else up if they don't have to imagine the like you're sitting outside the door like sir Bruce is sitting outside our door just every time i open it he's like what Stern hold boy. up what's going on i'm out here what's up i'm, I'm here what are you doing can i come in i'm ready i want to go out <laughs> but um, what about I you think... oh sorry go ahead i was just gonna say i think stars kind of after this very very long day um, she walks into her room and closes her door, sets down her bag. And I think she kind of plops down on her bed and is just staring at the back of this door. And I think she tries for all she's worth to not cry, but it just hits her really hard. And I think she's not, you know, wailing or anything, but I think just the tears won't stop coming. And she kind of puts herself to sleep, um, you know, crawls in, curls up, and is just sad. It's kind of exactly where I was going to, is that Bo's pretty stoic, and, like, he's been putting a lot of, en lot of energy and trying to be uplifting and be around people and try to make just make things better the best he can and spending a lot of energy doing that so he usually his night nightly ritual would be like some kind of like meditation or like reading his like prayer books or adding or writing or doing something kind of creative but he tries to do that and it just doesn't work he's fucking exhausted and this is probably the first time in a long time he allows himself to actually like sit in his sadness and feel it and actually cry and feel the loss that's happened because um, he's finally just alone for that moment so yeah what about you Cinder anything special yeah I think uh, yeah Cinder finds a room and shuts the door Maybe, like, just picks up some errant piece of wood, like an old discarded broken table leg or something, and pulls out a dagger and just kind of starts whittling. And she's just sort of sitting there, like, maybe on the corner of the bed, lost in thought. And then after, uh, after a minute, or after a while, maybe when she's ready to go to bed, she sets down what she was working on on the table, and it's a little roughly carved figurine of a, uh, of a dwarf. She kind of ponders it for a minute and just laughs to herself and just, <laughs> you idiot. And then goes to bed. Kieran, you've just been snoring loudly for the last couple hours. <laughs> passed out. <laughs> yeah. You have, you, when everyone, everything gets nice and quiet, you hear sobbing on two sides of the wall and then you hear snoring on the other side. <laughs> and really intense scratching, like whittling noises. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there a fucking cat in here somewhere? 
some kind of deprecation of somebody. You're just like, me? Me? <laughs> okay. Frost, you're the first to awake in the early morning. And you awake to the sounds of gentle clanging of metal and the steps of what is likely one of these doors in the kitchen beneath this. I imagine the second floor is a bit of an open floor plan where you can see down into the uh, center of this in here. And Frost, since you're sleeping kind of on the outside of these rooms, just overlooking them, you see that beneath you is First Ranger Benric Ironhands frying up some breakfast and it smells incredibly good and slowly each one of you wake up to the smell of cooked salted pork eggs and a crackling smoky fire that has turned this rather cold lifeless inn into a sort of warm hearth what's a hearth Hearth. Hearth. <laughs> I think fart anytime you think. Yeah, it's in a mouth. Farth. Farth. You're right. You guys, it is changed into this very warm and welcoming fart. <laughs> Are we feeling a little less strained? Every one of you is one, feeling, if you had to rate it on a scale of one to whatever you currently However have. drained you are. <laughs> Minus one, one from whatever scale you use. Yeah. This rest was so invigorating, we all leveled up during the night. But <laughs> completely Less get Less drained and more drain. experienced. Less drained and more experienced. Yeah, how does that work again? I can get rid of one level. You can one. drop your drain by one level. Yeah. All of you. So with the level Thank up, you. I wanted to use my restoration on to try to see how that Okay. Really you are quick. using restoration? Yeah, I just got that. And are you doing it around everyone? Is it just a one person thing? Um, one creature. Okay, and how much does it reduce it by? By one? I'm trying to remember where that, um, Oh, I see. Uh, so you can actually reduce it by two. Reduce a condition, right? And yeah, you can reduce a condition by two. Oh, by two. Okay. Or reduce two conditions by one. Okay, so I'll do condition. Uh, reduce it by my drain by two because I still have three. Okay. So. And this is your. You have to heighten it to level four. Yes, and that's where I have it, so... You got it prepared. Okay, perfect. I wanted to do it before so I could just, like, wake up and still have it, but you didn't let me, so... Nope. And that's, that's it? I just... Poof. Just do it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so you, with a prayer to Cosmios, get more blood. <laughs> He's like, please, God, let me not have... <laughs> no blood in my body. Please, God, I promise I'll never drink again. I promise I'll believe in you. If you... No, I'm just kidding. If you give me, if you give me some blood, I'll be your best friend. Yeah. <laughs> Psych, idiot. 
<laughs> don't make me drink this uh, this alcohol to bring my blood alcohol content level up to refill my veins with. Don't don't make me do it, God. I swear I will. Your God blesses your blood with a healthy dose of maple my, syrup. Turns my blood to holy water. I wonder what that would be like. <laughs> probably bad. Yeah, probably bad. Even if you're a holy probably person. Bad. Yeah. Probably bad. One of my coworkers was talking about their blood thinner and like how they couldn't do something specific because of it. And I was like, just get some blood thickener. It was like, just inject, inject straight flour into that bitch. Corn <laughs> starch. <laughs> Thicken it up. Like a nice blood roux. Ew. Turn your blood into a non-Newtonian fluid. Right. Oh, it's both a, not a solid or a liquid. Uh, so smart. Karen's going to head down and see if she can help. Morning, morning. Uh, figured you'd start to wake up sooner. Uh, no, no help needed. Please take a seat. Uh, hopefully, Edwin will be back sometime today. Did you guys rest all right? We kept a fire going for you, hoping to burn some of the chill off your bones. This is Benric. This is uh, Benric. Yes. Okay. My uh, body is feeling much better. Maybe not my mental state, but we're get we'll get there eventually. Uh. If you're sure you c I can't help, I'll sit over there. Let me know if you need anything. No, no, I've, I've got it. You've done quite enough, believe it or not. And I think one by one you start to join Kiaren. Though, uh, I imagine you might be the last to come down, and you're probably looking much yeah, better. Yeah, he probably looks like, <laughs> like a different person, and there's like a pep in his step. He's not like 100%. But, like, damn, he he looks, like, so much better. Looking all sorts of good. Who is that? <laughs> My <laughs> God, he's hot? Yeah. <laughs> Took, takes off the glasses. <laughs> uh, did Frast come down, too? I guess Frast was already here. He got hit yeah. several times on the way down, but didn't wake up. Like, hit by the door. <laughs> yeah, Frast would probably... Yeah, he'd, he'd probably be outside by the time you were there. If Tanner said I was the first to wake up, right? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. So you're not in the... Okay. You're outside no, just... next to a shack. A shack yeah. sitting on an old log. Hell yeah. I guess she's just waiting for food then. <laughs> yeah, pretty soon you uh, get a egg scramble and fried bacon. It is a humble breakfast, but it is a warm one. A commodity that most of you have not been able to have in quite a while. Uh, Kiarn will bring a plate out to uh, Shaq. Oh. Shaq, thank you. Did you uh, sleep all right out here? Bitch warm for Shaq's taste, but... Uh... Shack found nice. Mountain of like empty bottles next to right. him too. And he takes Same. the plate and like crunches part of the plate off. <laughs> it's a bit warm and Kiaren's like shivering. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's bundled in furs. It's like, Shack think hot day. <laughs> he's in a lawn chair. He's got his sunglasses on. He's kicked back. <laughs> oh, Shack could really use Corona. <laughs> uh. Karen will turn to Brast and be like, there's more food inside. And turn back in. 
Ah, thank you. I, uh, I will also need to cool it down. Oh, did you not sleep? Hmm? Did you not sleep? No, I said I will also need to cool it down. Like, uh, the food? I'll grab food, like, bring it outside and just kind of set it down for a few minutes. I thought you said go lay down. I was like, what? Oh. (laughs) I am exhausted from sleeping. I must rest. Uh, Well, as we're walking inside, I'll be like, well, you did promise to tell us a story. It might be something we could listen to over breakfast. Uh, Sure. Of course. (laughs) Of course. I'll just stand next to the door with like his arm out the window <laughs> or out, the, out the door just like waving his plate up and down you just pack a bunch of snow on top of it and bring it back inside yeah then, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's kind of soggy I uh well I've been seeking this giant that you were traveling with for a long time close to two years now probably I uh I thought I'd found him I, I found the city that he had built but uh not until after the dead had unbuilt it but that is where I found this in his workshop and he's gonna pull out his axe which interestingly when he pulls it out and looks at it he's gonna like do a double double take because there is a new there's a new rune that's lit up on the side of it. That's how I'm flavoring him leveling up. It's like, this is his barbarian axe. Um, uh, interesting. This, uh, this was not here last night. Or ever before. Anyways, anyways. I found this in his shop, and I knew I had to meet the man who made it. If I hadn't been convinced before. This wonderful, beautiful artifact convinced me. So I tracked him and I tracked him and eventually I heard a tale of the giant of Brambleton coming back. With so few giants left in the world now, I knew this had to be him, but by the time I got there, there was little left of town there was no giant there were hell riders everywhere everywhere but uh I killed one of them who was harassing a citizen and was later approached by I believe she said her name was Miss Winthrop she told me that the one I was seeking was more or less in hiding. She told me where to find this lab. This fantastical place. The door to another world that has been sealed shut. They asked me to join their resistance. And I told them that if, if it would lead me to my new principal, this Grath, I would join. Any cause that he takes on, I would take on. They told me where to find you, and, uh... Well, the rest is history. So the... The Hellriders are 
in control of Brambleton now? The Hellriders are all over the area. They're not in control of anything, but they're grasping for whatever control they may be able to get. It seems like much evidence suggests that this resistance that you speak of grows by the day. Star will give like a small laugh. She's like, it damn well better. Flint and I prepared those. Well, <laughs> that ragtag group. And, uh, damn, by the end of our time there, they were stronger than ever, ready to lead. But, I punched an old man. <laughs> <laughs> Back in, like, episode four. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead now. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not surprised that the Hellriders are still in the area. We kind of kicked the hornet's nest before we left, but I'm sure that they will carry on in the way that they have been. I think they'll be able to fight for themselves. They should be by now. Or else... uh, I doubt we would have heard about them at all. Thank you for telling us that story. Makes me happy to know that they're still alive and well. You killed. Oops. (laughs) uh, Just Cinder chimes in too and just says, "Yes, from what I've heard, self-proclaimed Baron of the Riverlands is he respects nothing but power." I think the. I think the Empire knew that, and it's now summarily bit them right in the ass. Seems to be. You'd be glad to know that their walls are maybe not complete, but the lab is encircled, and the dead and the Hellriders seem yet to have found the place. Did you happen to see any spider webs while you were there? Real, real big uh, ev- ones? Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> oh, you can, good, you okay, can't, good. I was tripping on them. They're in my nose. <laughs> it's awful, awful stuff. Did you see a spider? Was it pointing at you? No, I was <laughs> running away. I, I didn't like being there. Fair enough. Well, good to know he's still around, too. I don't oh, remember oh, his name. Bill. Bill. William. William, William yes. yes. <laughs> William of the Spiders. That was very good. Well, and to clarify, we did we did know that the Hellriders had made a move on Brambleton, right? We we knew that information before because it popped, like Pavel was shacked up in the manor at that point. Yeah, you knew that. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, seemed like they hit Brambleton pretty hard, and then like set up over the manor. Kiaren's gonna glance at your axe and say, uh, may I? Please. And she's gonna kind of pick it up and, like, inspect it and then look over at you. You say you found this in Groth's workshop? Indeed. Burn it! Groth was (laughs) quite the craftsman. And I'm glad to see it's treated you well so far. And she'll hand it back to you and just be like, but do know, uh, he did tell us about some 
dangerous stuff he dabbled in, too. I would be careful with it. I heard their armor turned on them. One thing I, I do think. have to highlight here, too, is, Kiaren, when you take this axe from Frost, this is a massive axe. You would find this unwieldy. And the fact that this... Even for me, it'd be unwieldy? Yes. It is a size larger than you. So the fact that this kobold yeah, is... for a giant. <laughs> yeah, manipulating this is impressive. And you've <laughs> fought with that. Ever since I found her. That would be quite the sight to see. I hope we do at some point. I left a master mark. Kobold axe. Right where I found this one. I feel like Kiara doesn't believe that Frost can actually use that. Yeah. Especially if she can't. It is the size of him, practically, I think. Yeah. I, I would say it's longer than me. Like, the, the handle is probably like one and a half of my of body. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I would yeah, pay uh, money to see this kobold swing this axe. Yeah. She, she wouldn't call him a liar, but she wants to see it. Right. <laughs> Bo looks at the axe and at you and just says, um, you killed a Hellrider. That's impressive. Aye. It was not too hard. He took two chops. He had thick <laughs> armor. Well, Star will he's... give a... Oh, you go ahead. You're quite capable. I can see that. I can be when I'm angry. <laughs> Bo's like clearly impressed by you that you could do that. I think Star will give sort of a laugh hearing all of this and um, say, well, when you have a great warrior with a uh, great weapon, there's not too much that can stand in your way. It does seem like that weapon has chosen you for what it's worth. I doubt anybody, any one of us, could wield it and truly connect as it seems the two of you have. There was more when I picked her up. Got the sense that somewhere somebody else was connecting to a similar artifact somehow I think um this may or may not be totally Cinder's place given the group dynamic but I think just she by herself is kind of skeptical of this whole story so I think she'll maybe try to casually ask um who has Groth's mask Star does yeah she'll uh she'll look over to you Star and say uh Star was it yes do you still have your friend's mask? I yeah, like do. Frost's eyes will widen a little bit at this. <laughs> and I think Star will pull it from, um, or well, she'll run upstairs and grab it from her bag. While, and, uh, while you're gone or leaving, Karen is very intrigued by what Frost said about feeling someone on the other side. And she's like, gets kind of a hopeful look on her face and is like, do you still feel it? Someone there on the other side. I don't know. 
feels different since yesterday. Um, there, I have a feat called Oddity Identification. Is that something I could use on the axe if, um, Frost would... Bo would probably gesture, like, after Kieran was done looking at the weapon to just kind of gesture, like, I would like to take a look as well. Yeah, I think you just... Maybe just lay the axe and the mask on like the bar or something. Yeah, so on the we yeah we can just kind of looking looking at these objects together. Start probably returns then. Would you say oddity identification? Mm-hmm. I can explain it, or you can look at it. Okay, so it gives you a plus two bonus to occultism checks to identify magic with mental possession prediction or scrying. So go ahead and yeah, give me an occultism check. And give yourself a plus two. 33. 33. Okay. Um, you don't detect that this axe has any sort of possession, scrying, prediction, or mental traits. Necessarily. What you detect is... Hard to define. The best way I could put it is... Slumbering magic. Latent. Latent magic. Like Some, something that can be activated. Like the trace that something was there or will be there. Magic works kind of differently throughout time. The whispers of magic. Yeah. Echoing in the halls of our minds, in the in the vast mausoleum of our consciousness. Asses. The ass yes. in our ass, echoing in the echoes of our ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I was trying Arts. to say. Word Thank you. Word. I know that was beautiful. Yeah. Bo will <laughs> um, speak about what he's observing to, saying that that there seemed to be kind, some kind of magic here that was or will be. And at this point, Star returns with Groth's mask. Could I also do that with the mask? Yeah, go ahead and give me an occultism check. Can I just roll it forward? Nope. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna re-roll that. Okay. 27. As far as Groth's mask goes, and maybe this is really the first time you've had the opportunity to investigate it, since it's no longer attached to his face, but... An enigma. When you try to read the magical resonance on this, it's... There's nothing there, and at the same time, there's everything there. The absence of the power and the overwhelming presence of it. And it's like static. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like you can't comprehend it, whether it exists or not. I'll say, too, for the first time, uh, you would also notice the back of the mask appears to have a blue sheen on it. Kind of mm. a pearlescence that is obviously where its magic was 
focused or it's like a it's like not a burn on the metal itself but on like the magical space up against the metal the atoms between yeah uh, I think also noticing would... that too Cinder would notice that poem that yeah, was on the inside any of y'all speak Yoden? Cinder does yeah then you would see a poem in Yoden that says Hogoth you wanna read it yeah read it in cross voice <laughs> back to the Ooh, better days Yalton speak Yoten <laughs> shut up <laughs> <laughs> I was trying Hold to resist saying it <laughs> stop it no Hogoth may giants fear you as their kin respect you yours Groth and we'll pick this up next time on the Reroll Gaming Podcast. Nice. Hell yeah. Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons, living or dead, or actual events are purely coincidental. Reroll Gaming uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy, we are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Reroll Gaming is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we could use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright Zingaring. The Chronicles of Rel theme and Frequency theme are copyright Tanner Prentice. Please consider donating to our Patreon or Ko-fi if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more and with your support we can make a lot more. And leave us a review wherever you heard this episode. New episodes every Monday at 12am Pacific Standard Time. See you then.